Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. It is May the 1st of 2023 and this is Q&A number 142. This podcast is made for my Facebook virtual coaching group that's been going on for over two and a half years. I've had over 260 members sign up in 25 states, even one in another country. Um, There's an average of over 115, 120 members most of the time. And uh, people come and go as they need help, and that's perfectly okay with me. I love the group, and I love being a part of everybody's journey. So I want to welcome new members, Vanessa. Actually, Vanessa's um, coming back. She's been in the group before, so welcome to her. I'm going to talk about the new challenges for May. I'm also going to talk about our topic today, Are You Happy? And you probably think, what in the world? This is for barrel training. But I promise you, your mental game is a big part of your success. And um, whether you're reactive, proactive, um, you're, if you have negative emotions, and if you understand your why. So I kind of want to go into that a little bit today. And um, just really have you kind of think things through. You have to know your why in order to be happy and to be successful um, in life and and obviously in competition and barrel racing as well. So I'm a little bit excited, though. I have to say I had a clinic. Um, I told you guys I had a clinic um, last weekend, was it? And I, I did a, a full clinic not being in pain. That was exciting for me. I only have two more weeks to go before I'm cleared to start riding. So I'm already doing groundwork with Rocky and saddling him and getting him starting to get legged up again. It's going to take us a good two, three months just to get back in shape easily for the two of us after not being in the saddle for almost a year. So, um, but I'm excited. Only two more weeks and I'll be 12 weeks. Tomorrow is 10 weeks in surgery. So that's exciting. And that should be exciting to you guys too, because I'll be able to make new videos for the group. Um, And I'm excited to get to ride in my lessons and eventually maybe even back in my clinics again too. Um, So I can demonstrate things on my own horse and stuff. So that'd be awesome. Um, So everything's great. I'm excited for that. Um, I just want to keep in mind that uh, just so you guys know, especially new members, most of the videos come in obviously on Monday or the weekend. Usually people barrel race Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So um, I keep a list and I just do them as they come in. Um, I am going to start taking one day off a week. Saturday is going to be my day off, but I try to do at least 10 videos a day, almost six days a week. Um, Obviously, if they come in on the weekend, there's going to be a two to three day turnaround. Uh, If they come in during the week, I can usually turn around in one day, um, just so you know, because obviously the bulk of the videos are going to be coming in Sunday and Monday. So 24 to 48 hours is the average for weekend videos, but you can get them as quick as a day if I'm not busy, but it could take three days if I even have a clinic on the weekend. So I just wanted everybody to know that. Um, Let's see what else. Reminders when you send a video, um, if you could tell me the name of the horse in the arena, the winning time and your time, if you have any concerns, and if you want it private or shared in the group for others to learn from yours. Um, that's important and um, saves me time if I have details and then when I store it in your coaching now app the next time I go to do a video for you I can refer to 
how you did last time or maybe even scroll back further and see how you did in that specific arena last time and see if we're making progress. And that's what you should be doing as well. Okay, so don't forget to ask a question. I am almost always do Q&A podcasts on Tuesday. We celebrate wins on Monday. The personal best drawing is going to be done right after I finish this podcast. Um, we have 19 names on the list, so that's awesome. Congratulations. And some of you had multiple personal bests this month, so that's even cooler. So congratulations to everybody. Um, let's see what else. Um, you know, I added a holistic section and I'll, of course, I always have a mental game section in addition to the Q&A. So let's go ahead and get into the questions. Let's see, was there anything else? Um, oh, I know the challenges. Let me tell you the challenges real quick for May. I sent out an email and posted them in the group. But the skill challenge is going to be um, the whole month of May. There's three, three drills you can send me of you doing my drills. The single barrel, big and small circle, or the circle and rollback drill, or the figure eights. I'd like to see how you train at home. It can be a one-minute video at a walk, trotter, lope. Send it to me, and I'm going to add your name to a list. I'll give you feedback, first of all, on how your video looks. Um, but I'll also send you, add you to the list. And then at the end of the May, I'm going to do a drawing for two tumblers. One says TLC Barrels Champion, and one will say TLC Barrels Second Place. And um, I'll do a drawing for two names, and I'll mail those tumblers out to you as a, a for doing this challenge. And I'll pick two names out of everybody who sends me a video. So to get in the drawing, all you've got to do is send me a training video. So you win twice that way. <laughs> I get to review you doing your homework and how you ride at home because a lot of times the way you ride at home affects the way that you ride in competition so it's good for me to see how you practice slow in addition to fast um, and then of course the mindset for this month is going to be confidence and focus and it really stems from positive self-talk um, and just when everything you do, every ride and every run, you need to be confident and focused and positive. So that's going to be your um, mindset challenge for this month. And we'll be talking about that a little bit more in detail today. So let's go ahead and start with the first question. Um, should you pick arenas that your horse, your horse likes over ones that they don't? Um, the answer to that's kind of twofold. Number one, yes, if I'm wanting to win money and build confidence. Um, no, if I'm trying to season, you know, for different super shows or rodeos, then, you know, then I might, um, you know, just realize that, you know, it's going to take time to season them in these different situations. But if I'm on a tight budget or if I'm trying to win money or I'm building the horse's confidence, I'm absolutely going to pick arenas that I know they're going to be happiest in and do their best in. But, you know, if I'm trying to teach my horse to be an indoor outdoor horse or get used to covered arenas, I mean, that's just part of the seasoning. So, but good question. Um, let's see here. Uh, the next question it's kind of more of a comment on what someone was asking I asked them if they kept up their performance tracker and they said well not really so the thing is if you want to get better in this you really need to write things down last week we had a writing down assignment and the reason why is it helps you remember when I'm having a clinic um, or even new people coming for lessons 
I write the name of the rider and the horse down because it helps ingrain it deeper into my head. And then when they get to the clinic, I've already looked at their videos, wrote their horse's name down, their name, and I've already got an idea of who these people are, eight, eight or nine new people coming. And I, um, I usually take eight now that I'm doing by myself, so I get more one-on-one -on -one with people. But I still, if it's eight new people, I've got to have those names ingrained in my head. So the more I write them down, the more I keep it in my memory. Um, you can put a face to a name that way. But it's also important for you to journal that way. So that way, the next run, you can go and say, okay, here's what I did on my last run. Or if it's an indoor arena or outdoor arena, you know, or maybe the last time you were at that specific arena, it really does help you. You should refer to that along with your notes and maybe even drew your pattern. Um, and it, you know, you should write down everything where your rider cues on point. Did you hit your spots? You know, what was your alley approach? Anything that's important, you should write it down. So, um, the next question was, why do people yell, trust her or trust him when you come down the alleyway? That's a good question. Um, a lot of times you'll hear people yell, trust her, trust her, or trust him. And, you know, a the, what it is, is we're trying so hard when during the week, we built that relationship. When we get to the barrel race, we have to trust that if I put my horse in their spot and I give them the cue at the right time, that they're going to respond and do what I need them to do. And sometimes trusting a means to let them fire. And it also um, means having that fire with that consistency because that's what's going to build your confidence in timing and position. So it's it's hard to trust a horse if you don't feel confident in yourself or them. Um, it's easier to have confidence and, and trust your horse when you start to win. So it is very important in the beginning, before you can have trust, you have to have that relationship and that's why you have to um, start riding them early on and, and ride during the week. Have a game plan. You know, know where your spots are. Know what your cues should be. Do it slow. And then that way it'll be more automatic when you do it fast. The next question is, do echo stats matter? You know, if you're a breeder or a trainer, you might care a lot about that. You know, you might say, you know what, I'm only going to events where they report it to Equistats. A lot of times Equistats isn't even accurate. And if you just like to go to jackpots and things, open rodeos and jackpots, none of that's going to ever be reported. So it's not going to really truly show a lifetime earnings of a horse or a rider because it doesn't report everything. A lot of stuff that's reported is just the big shows that take the time to, to send it in. So it is important though, maybe if you're a breeder, if you wanna get your horse um, recognition for, maybe you wanna breed your mare one day or, or you know your stallion or whatever, you wanna make sure that they got their records there. Or as a trainer, you know, you wanna show how much you've won, you know, like they know, you know, when a person's a million dollar cowboy or cowgirl because they're keeping track of their stats. But again, that was never a personal, for me, that was never an incentive. Like to me, I don't really understand how people can afford all these slot races because if it, you're paying a thousand dollar entry fee and 90% of people are paying that money and less than 10% are winning it, um, 
that's a lot of people donating a thousand dollars for one run. It's a huge gamble. So if you're not consistent in the 1D or 2D or 3D or 4D, you're really taking a big gamble. So if your horse maybe hits a lot of barrels or flip-flops between divisions, um, you know, you could be taking a big gamble on that big entry fee. So so for me, when I ran my business on a tight budget, I knew I turned in my taxes every year. So I knew how much I was making in clinics, lessons, training horses. I knew how much it was costing me to enter barrel races, how much it was costing me to go down the road, vet, chiropractor, shoer, you know, diesel, maintenance, all that stuff. And, um, you know, you'd win 5000 it'd cost you 5000 to do that. You know, it, it was a break-even at best situation all year long. And, um, and so I kind of started figuring out real fast that I was winning more checks at jackpots where 25% of people would win money, smaller entry fee, but higher chances of winning than going to like a super show where less than 10% of people win money and you're paying a whole lot more for stalls and hookups and all that. So now I realize a lot of people, this is their social life, this is their fun, their hobby, and they don't mind spending, you know, a $500 weekend or a $1,000 weekend or whatever, you know, they enjoy it. But when it's a business and you have a budget, those are things you pay attention to. So, so yeah, that's all, I, like I said, the echo stats is just depends on you and what you think, um, what you want, what your goals are. So um, I'm going to talk about the topic now if you're happy. But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit more about the um, challenge of focus and confidence in your mental game. So we have to ask ourselves, are our negative emotions leading to us being reactive riders? So what I mean by that is, let's say you practice really great slow, but then you fall apart in competition. And um, it can be caused by a lot of things. It can be caused by self-doubt, not trusting your horse, not sure where to put them, not sure what cues or timing, um, you know, or position with speed or you get behind them with speed. Um, maybe you have some fear with speed. Maybe they take it off in the alleyway so hard it scares the crap out of you. Or they take off so hard out of the barrels you don't have time to think and you get all out of, out of timing with them. Maybe you have anxiety because of that, you know, because of all the things I just mentioned. Maybe you feel inadequate or maybe you just feel like you and your horse don't don't jive when you go fast and only when you go slow. Or maybe your horse feels like a whole different beast to you when they're on adrenaline for competition and they're not that same little easy to ride horse when you do slow work at home. So all of those things can make you reactive instead of proactive. And a reactive rider is always going to mess up because you're so busy catching up. No, stop it. Quit it. Oh, my God, I went by first. Oh, my God, I hit second. Oh, my God, we blowed out of this barrel. You know, whatever. You're always out of position. But a proactive rider goes in there with a game plan, line up with third. There's my 8 to 10 foot arc, my 3 to 4 foot pocket, ride in the hole, snap out next spot, you know, and focus on their spots, focus on, you know, what they got to get done, might need a two-hand check, one-hand check, might need to drive deeper, look deeper. Proactive person, so proactive that the horse doesn't have time to make a mistake because the owner, the rider is being so specific, the jockey's being so specific, eh, specific 
and their timing is being so proactive that the rider, the horse is so in tune to the rider. They're like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Instead of, you know, a deer in the headlights where the horse is like, okay, I'm running and she's not saying nothing. So now, not now. And then the horse doesn't respond to you until you finally cue him, which is often too late. So these are all things to discuss with yourself in your head and say, look, am, let's identify this. Am I, am I screwing up because of my emotions or am I screwing up because of my being, um, my physical, like I'm just, I can't keep up with this horse going fast. I'm late, you know, and then you need to say, okay, maybe I need to slow down and try to have pretty turns and a pretty run and, and, um, because with speed, we're making ugly runs and things are falling apart and I'm losing our, my confidence and we're just, our teamwork's not there. So sometimes slowing down smooth will actually be faster. You know, sometimes we can have a good run Friday night, but then pick it apart and then fall apart worse on Saturday. So don't go in there and pick apart a run that's actually a pretty decent run. Be like, okay, this is good. Let's build off this. Let's just be consistent. And by going in there and just trying to be consistent, you know, that's better than going in there and saying, well, I'm going to drive harder on this barrel. I'm going to sit deep, you know, whatever. You, by trying to make too many changes, you then get in your head again too much. So I want you to consider all of those things um, when you're not being confident and focused in competition and decide, hey, am I being proactive or reactive? Is this emotional or physical? Am I emotionally choking or am I just physically can't handle the speed and the timing that goes along with it? So yes, it absolutely feels different in practice than in competition. A, you're relaxed and B, you can never, ever, no matter what, ever have a run at home or in practice. It feels like the real deal because the adrenaline is not there. So that's why you just have to really learn to build that relationship with your horse. And when you get to those barrel races, you cannot be um, riding somebody else's race you're there to focus on you and your horse and just do what you do as a team even if it's in practice it's slow you just got to try to replicate replicate I'm having trouble with words tonight replicate that that same thing fast and that just comes with seasoning and going and not being in your head too much and not over pressuring yourself you know you can't go from a building run to an outdoor run and let's say, okay, well, in the building, he was kind of steady. So then I'm, this, I'm going outdoors now. I'm going to get this sucker to run. And now you're going to every fence because you're outdoors. So you got to think differently than that. You got to be like, all right, I'm going to ride more aggressive when I'm indoors. But now this weekend, I'm going outdoors so I can back off a little early because they're going to be freed up more. I don't have to ride as aggressive. So you actually, that's why your tracker is so important. Your performance tracker, your barrel racing log your journal, it's important that you write these things down because humans have short memories, you know, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I can barely remember, you know, what I did a week ago, much less, you know, a month ago. So, it, you know, if it's been a week since my run, I need to go back and say, okay, what went on last week? What do I need to do? You may even need to write down when you re you look at the reviews I do for you, Write a couple notes from the review and pin that on the horse trailer or the barn is what you're going to focus on this week. And then, you know, write down something in your phone or put it in your trailer, whatever your main goal for that next show.
because we do have a short memory and we need to try not to overthink it, but try to pick one or two things to really focus on. So I'm going to go into the topic, but before I do, um, my two things I wanted to discuss under the holistic this week, um, uh, joint supplement, dynamite joint supplements called free and easy. It's great for joints, ligaments, and tendons. Um, it's really important. Like sometimes people just beat a horse on the weekend, but, um, because it does give them, uh, relief, but Butte also has other issues, you know, any, any, you know, side effects, you can get ulcers and, and things like that. And it really isn't helping with it. It's a bandaid. It's not something that's going to help it repair or heal where a joint supplement can do that. So before you go to legends or adequan in the muscle or the IV, or maybe even to steroids or hyaluronic acid or those type of things into the joint, you may look at a quality um, joint supplement and look at the ingredients and say, you know, is this a good product? I like free and easy because like I said, I trust dynamite. I know they use quality ingredients. They balance it. So it's all synergized to be um, absorbed by the horse and, and utilized, not just peed or pooped out. So one of the ingredients in it is gelatin um, that does provide an excellent source of proteins and nutrients needed to form collagen and connective tissues. Um, ester C is really important. That's in there with vitamin C. Um, it's body ready and it's four times. Um, and ester C is a trademarked one. It's four times more available to the tissues than ordinary vitamin C that's highly acidic. Although horses can manufacture vitamin C in their bodies under normal conditions in stresses of such things like heavy exercise or injuries or even respiratory problems, that they have more of a demand for vitamin C. So it is an important, it is also an important component of collagen and connective tissue. So it also serves as a um, chondroprotective, anti-inflammatory, and immunoresponsive substance. Um, calcium heptidrate acts as a buffer for acid in the horse's system. Um, it actually is a geyser um, extradate uh, containing a full spectrum of completely unrefined natural minerals in addition to the calcium. The next item would be, ingredient would be sulfur, important to the synthesis of collagen and elastin and cellular flexibility which also allows toxins and fluids to pass through, alleviating pressure buildup and inflammation into the joints. Um, dynamite carries a separate sulfur called MSM. So that MSM, that sulfur, is in the free and easy joint supplement as well. Um, <clears throat> if there's you know, a horse that needs extra that, they had it a separate product. So a chondroitin, chondroitin um, that is also an ingredient in the product, and that's uh, produced in cartilage. It's very important for um, bone integrity as also anti-inflammatory effect. It is uh, preventing destructive enzymes from breaking down the joint tissue and hyaluronic acid, in addition to preventing clumping and clotting in arteries, particularly advantage um, to the racehorses and other competitive stress. Hyaluronic acid is in there. It's produced in normal, healthy cartilage, matrix, and joints, and necessary for production of healthy synovial fluid. Glycosamine 
that's a persecure for a molecule for a chondroitant, um, chondroitant and other uh, MPSs um, or GAGs. Uh, I always mess up these big words. Munocolopolis, I, I can't say it. Gly I don't know. So anyways, MPSs and GAGs. Um, these modified sugar chain substances react to the collagen and the elastin to maintain the structure of the joints and the arteries, as well as the heart, the brain, the skin, and other tissues. Um, and uh, there are a basis of cartilage as well. GAGs and MPSs maintain elastic and gel nature of tissues. Glycosamine is a persecure of hyaluronic acid, making up 50% of the acid. Another great ingredient in the free and easy is yucca. Yucca contains high con um, concentrations of plant steroid saponians, similar to cortisone without the side effects. So it's like a natural cortisone. Research has correlated the development of arthritis uh, of tox waste in the colon and yucca has shown impressive results in preventing the formation of these toxins. The next um, ingredient, cat's claw, a powerful uh, bonicle from the Amazon revered as an anti-inflammatory substance and antioxidant for generations. Modern research has isolated a number of organic compounds called alkaloids, which assist in the body of decomposing of harmful microorganisms and cellular debris and inhibiting palate aggregation. In vitro studies prove cat claw to be a powerful antioxidant, scavenging free radicals, byproducts of exercise, and cellular metabolism that contribute to degenerative disease, including arthritis. There's two more items, and then I'm getting right into the topic. So that last two ingredients in Free and Easy by Dynamite is aloe vera, the um, so-called medicine plant for its soothing properties internally and externally. It's high in vitamin C, amino acids, and enzymes. Plus, it contains potassium, calcium, sodium, manganese, and manganese, and magnesium, silicon, iron, lithium, and copper. It's a great digestive aid. Aloe is a healing for the stomach and has also been used traditionally for ulcers to which competitive horses are prone. Amino acid chelates of zinc, manganese, and copper are important to the body's production of superoxide dismutase, otherwise known as SOD, SOD, is an enzyme essential for proper functioning of the immune system and for the preventative of free radical formation. Extensive research has proven these benefits of SOD in relief of arthritic conditions arthritic conditions. Manganese and copper in particular are essential for the production of gags and collagen formation. Dynamite's amino acid chelated minerals are patented formulations proven to have superior absor absorption over the proteinate oxide and sulfate forms. Chelation also protects minerals from negative interaction with other nutrients. So that is my um, holistic uh, supplement I wanted to talk about today and then the next item that I love uh, which is a doTERRA essential oil is frankincense I call it the king of essential oils I use that sucker for anything if a horse or anybody shows any kind of issue whether it be 
um, you know, just for anxiety, inflammation, infections, a bite, a scar, a tumor, a wart, I go to frankincense. It's my, it's an expensive oil, but it doesn't take much. You know, if my, sometimes I'm prone to a little bit of skin stuff on my chest, I'll put a little frankincense on and that skin might be hurting from the sun and such. Put a little frankincense on and the next day it doesn't hurt anymore. It's like one of my favorite oils. Like I said, it's not a cheap one, but it's one that if you have anything going on, frankincense is one that absorbs through the blood brain barrier in within one minute. So it's pretty impressive. I put it at the back of my neck when I'm stressed and or, or tense, and it makes me feel much better. So, okay. So the topic, are you happy? So why am I asking this question? You know, am I a life coach or a barrel racing coach? Well, to be honest, I'm a little bit of both. And I have to look at it because here's the deal. As a holistic approach to coaching, I have to kind of figure out people's mental game and it can stem from your roots, from your foundation in life, um, how competitive you are, things like that. You know, um, there's a lot of things that go into why people do what they do. Are you a perfectionist? All those things. I'm going to put in the group tomorrow. Um, you know, they talk about personality traits, red, yellow, green, blue, and, you know, some people are a little bit of all of them, but some people are more dominant one or the other. Competitive people are usually reds. Yellows are very outgoing, fun type people. You know, blues and greens can tend to be more serious or quiet or organized or need to be more detail oriented. So you might be more on one than the other, and you might also... Um, be a combination of all of them. So it really does help to identify who you are and what makes you tick. So often though, we put our happiness in 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 situations. I'll be happy when I'm skinny. I'll be happy when I'm rich. I'll be happy when I'm in love or have a partner. I'll be happy when I'm 1D or when I win the rodeo. We put all our happiness into the future instead of the now. What if you could just be happy now? What if you could be thankful and just have positive energy right now and stay away from toxic, negative people? If people want to gossip, walk away. If people want to say stuff you don't like, you know, say, you know, I'm not interested or, you know, thank you very much and walk away or change the subject. You know, don't, you know, you can appreciate the chapter of the book that you are in right now. Sometimes there's a chapter to learn. Sometimes there's a chapter to grow. Sometimes there's difficult chapters. It's not always perfect. You know, in the last year, I've lost a horse and two dogs, and those were really sad times. But TLC has grown, and my dad came to visit, my son came to visit, my surgery was successful. So there was good and there was bad, but I choose to focus on the now and be happy in the now. I look forward to the future, and I try not to look back into the past, at least not in a way that brings me down or holds me back. You know, sometimes it's good to reflect, but you don't want to stay there long. You want to be present and happy now with where you are. You know, I, I want to share a story with you. And, you know, it's a short story, but I think it's important to the topic today. You know, I've always loved horses and I've always loved speed events since I was a little girl. My parents got me a Welsh pony at eight years old. I was hooked, 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 hooked. I loved horses and loved barrel racing since eight. Um, we've had horses pretty much my whole life, but my very own first one was at eight. 
Um, when I got married and moved to Colorado, I was 25 years old. I left my family to follow my husband and his career to Colorado from California. I grew up in a small horse town, Norco, California, where we got to ride our ponies on trails after school. It was a really cool way to grow up. But anyways, when I moved to, you know, oh, and I should say my mother always bought green broke horses from the sale. And I used to hate that. Instead of my friends would have a nice rodeo horse and they were going to rodeos. But my mom would have green broke horses. But I learned a lot from training horses that way. So I look back now and I'm thankful for all the training that I got from those horses that desperately needed it. Um, so life was never like given to me other than that one pony that was so awesome. Everything else we had to train ourselves. And um, so it was a good education. But when I got married and moved to Colorado, all I wanted to do was train my own 1D barrel horses and start my own training business. Um, and God has blessed me with that life. I've lived that dream for over 30 years now. So um, my goal back then was to learn as much as I could possibly learn, ride every horse I could ride, train every horse I could train. And I decided to build my business on the slogan of ride with heart, which meant to always put the horse first and always give 100% inside and outside the arena. But I also wanted my business based on love, trust, respect, and communication of cues. I saw a lot of ugly stuff in the industry that I didn't like. Harsh methods, drugs, uh, very severe equipment, things that were just not mean, just not my style. For me, in the beginning, when I first started competing, probably the first 15 years, it was nothing better than hearing the new time to beat or the winner is and your name followed behind it. And I guess that's because I worked so hard to train those horses and I hauled and I mean, I lived, breathed and ate and slept and just, I drank the Kool-Aid. It was all I wanted. So that was awesome. But I'd say that was probably the first 20 years. The last 10 years, I realized that isn't the best part. The best part, it isn't the best part of like, you know, the saddle that you won or the buckle or the money or the year-end awards. The best part, when I look back now, I can honestly say was the time that I got to spend with my horses, my dogs. You know, I remember in Colorado, the most amazing day was when I had my truck and my trailer and my horse. The first time I was pulling off my ranch, my five-acre ranch, with my truck, my horse, my trailer, and my dog going to my first barrel race. I didn't think life could get any better, but you know, it does. You get a bigger truck and trailer, a bigger ranch, bigger, more horses, whatever. It keeps going. And now I'm at the point now where I'm going the other direction. I want everything paid for. I'm, I want smaller, simple, peaceful, happy, you know, um, it's just, you know, you, you've got to figure out what your why is and what your goals are and live according to that. Be authentic to you, be true to you. You know, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. If that's your goal, if you want to go to the NFR, if you want to go up and down the road, you know, that's awesome too. Like I said, there's a chapter and a season for everybody, whether you're, you know, depends if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, whether you're a mom, you know, or you're single. I mean, all these things play a factor, you know, if your horse is in their prime, if your horse is in their prime, you need to go. You know, there's a time for training, there's a time for retirement, and then there's a time in the middle where they're they're in their prime and you want to go. 
So, um, so I think about that. I think about the memories with family and friends. Those are the things that I look back now. And those are the special things to me, you know, more so than all of that other stuff I had mentioned. So while you're in that driven stage right now, that passion, that purpose, that part of you, you're in that really that heat of the moment of the barrel racing story. Just try not to forget the now, you know, love all the small moments, that time you just get to hang out with your horse. Um, the Bible tells us in James 1, 17, that every good and perfect gift comes from God. And I feel like we do all have our own gifts and purpose and passion that comes from God. And I really do think you should follow your heart. Um, maybe that sounds silly, but I think it's important. I think I think that really is the key to day-to-day -day happiness. Proverbs 23, 7 tells us what you think in your heart you are. So along with the May challenge of um, focus and confidence, Please be positive and grateful and happy. Believe in yourself and your dreams. And um, these are not words. These are not just words. I really want you to take these words to heart. And don't forget, this is really important, where you started, you know, and where you are now. Sometimes we're just never satisfied. But just remember where you started and, um, and where you want to go. You know, it's really, like I said, it's, you know, your goals are going to change. More doesn't always mean you'll be happier if you're too busy to enjoy it. For me, my goals are a little different now. I want my ranch paid off. I like having my truck and trailer paid off. I, I like spending time with my horses. I love running my TLC business. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to more things doing with Rocky and, and um, things like that. So, so, you know, just, just, you know, figure out what it is um, that, that is right for you, what will, what you will or can do right now to make your life happier. Um, and for everybody, it's going to be different. You know, like I mentioned, um, you know, we're all in different stages, whether it's our personal life or retirement or career or finances or dreams or hobbies. Um, you just don't forget, you know, some of you, it's still education. Um, but take care of yourself and keep yourself inspired. Keep filling up your gas tank wherever you can get that inspiration. Um, you know, some of you, it's a podcast. Some of you, it's church on Sunday. Everybody has their place where they get inspired. You know, some of you, it's just hanging out at that barrel race. <coughs> but, um, or just getting to spend time with your horse. So, so what I'd like you to do, um, is write down, as always, you know, with your performance tracker, write down that big goal, that big dream. Reverse engineer it into a daily or a weekly task. But while you're doing all of that, be you. Be authentic to you. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Just be true to you. And I would like to go ahead and close. Um, uh, you know, I want to go ahead and close with the trust thing. Um, you know, it is important, you know, that you have that relationship so solid with your horse that you can trust you guys in the moment that you're going to give them a cue. They're going to pay attention to you. So work on that as well during the week. Keep building that, that, that's how that focus and that confidence comes from that teamwork you build with your horse. Um, and as always, I want to thank you guys for referring me, uh, to a friend 
or giving me a shout out on Facebook. Um, that's always helpful for me to grow my business. So thank you for that. I'm looking forward to two more clinics here coming up in May. And then from June till September, I'll just be doing virtual coaching and private or group lessons because it's so hot in Florida. Um, and then I'll re be resuming a lot of clinics on October, November, and December. So I'll be posting more dates for that. My May clinics are full and I'm excited for them. Uh, let's see here. Um, I think that's really all I wanted to say. Other than to just remember to pray, give thanks for all your blessings. And um, and Lord, we just do, we, we just pray for peace and love and kindness. So as always, everybody uh, ride with heart and God bless y'all.